Do you have a true scary story you want to send my way? Maybe one that's about being poolside, a cookout, being in the middle of nowhere or at a baseball game? Send it my way. I will use it in a future video. I promise you that. And all that said, have a good time and enjoy the video. Me and a couple of friends like to go urban exploring. It started out when we were kids. There was a house down the street that had been condemned after the old lady that lived in it passed away. Me and my friends, Andre and Stacy, who lived on the same street as me, talked about going in there and looking around. So, one night, we agreed to take a look. We found a few treasures and safely left from there. It definitely sparked our interest in future explorations. This made up most of our summers. We would find other small houses, shacks, or even old buildings that may have been abandoned or gutted after a, a fire or something. I bring this up because it's ultimately what led us to these following events. After graduation, Stacy moved out of state for a job offer, while Andre and I still lived close by. Keeping in touch with us, Stacy always called us to talk about life where she lived, and that we needed to come check out her new place. She always knew what to say, though, to really tie us in. She said she was purposely looking for places for us to explore, and found out that there was a really old school that had been closed for decades, about two hours from her. After she sent us some pictures when she passed by it and looked up the directions, we were convinced. So, a few months away from summer, we started making our arrangements to head out there. With summer vacation starting, Andre and I drove out to her place preparing to be there for about a week or so. Upon arriving, Stacy greeted us and got Andre set up in the spare bedroom, and I offered to take the couch. That night, we caught up over dinner, and she started showing us more pictures that she had taken from the outside. She wanted to go in, but decided to wait until she had us with her because she knew that we would be interested. The school sat in the middle of an overgrown field. From the satellite map, it looked like there was a small shed or house a few yards away. There was a fence surrounding it, so we were definitely going to be trespassing. And this is where I say don't do this. It was a stupid idea. Only go to places open to the public. So... We basically brainstormed what all tools and equipment we wanted to bring with us, packed everything up, and settled in for the night. The next evening, we headed out to the location. We wanted to go later on so there would be less traffic around, and hopefully less people likely to report us. We took Stacy's car since it had local tags, and parked off the side of a gravel road next to the property. The fencing wasn't anything fancy, just chicken wire, basically, secured to posts. There wasn't even barbed wire above it, so we bent the top of the wire down, hopped over, 
and proceeded to the entrance. The door? It was barely a door. It was only on the top hinges, and the bottom part looked like it had been crumbling away. There was a big piece of thin wood in front of it, but it was only nailed to the top, so you could easily bend it up to slide under it. This was our way in. Upon entering, you could tell the air was... stagnant. You could smell mildew, old wood, and maybe even that smell of decay. Like, the smell that a lot of old buildings start having. If you do this, or start doing it, you'll recognize the smell. Most, if not all, of the windows were boarded up, so you could just see the light of the sunset peeking in the cracks. We put on our masks because you never know what you could be breathing in, grabbed our flashlights and headlamps, and started figuring out where to start. There were two floors and one set of stairs to the right from what we could tell. We started on the first floor, of course. We walked to the left to see two classrooms on one side and the gym and cafeteria on the other. We entered the first classroom. Most of the desks were still in their place. There was a bookshelf in the corner with some heavily damaged books and old toys on it. The pages in the books were all stuck together, most likely due to water damage as the window right above it was broken out and poorly boarded up. There was still string hanging up from above the chalkboard for, like, a party banner or something of that sort. It was interesting to look at, and even though we didn't go to the school... It still brought back some good memories from those times. As we were looking around, we started hearing a scuffling sound coming from above us. Now, this isn't our first time, as mentioned. We've made rules for ourselves if we ever run into trouble, such as cops, animals, or other people. A lot of places are bound to have animals living in them. Not a lot of people are going to bother going in there, so they don't have to worry about danger. You just have to give them their space for the most part. You may run into squatters, and as long as they're non-violent, you can usually just walk out without much interaction. As for police, if there are trespassing signs, then you know the risk that you're taking. We've only run into them twice. Once as teenagers, and they just escorted us home, and the second time they suggested we leave due to the structure not being safe. With that being said, we just go quiet for a second to see if we heard anything else, or any talking accompanying the sound. We heard nothing, so we assumed it to be an animal, and moved on. We walked over to the gym to see what we could find. There was a basket in the back with deflated dodgeballs covered in a blanket of dust. Stacy found an old doll that she ended up putting in her bag to take home. She said it reminded her of an old doll her mom or her grandmother had, but to me, it was just creepy looking. As we continued to look around, we heard more shuffling upstairs and paused. This time... 
we heard what sounded like a really weird meow. Andre made a comment about that not sounding like a cat, while Stacy argued that it was. It sounded enough like a meow to me at the time, though. We then made our way over by the stairs, where there also appeared to be an office for maybe a principal, a nurse's office, and a faculty room. It was starting to get a little darker, so we decided to head upstairs before it was too dark, so we could check out what was up there, then make our way back down to the offices. As we headed up, we could hear more noise, and now it sounded like it was coming from one of the back classes. Stacy was interested in finding the cat, while Andre was hesitant. He had a point, that we did have to be cautious in case it had rabies, or was just aggressive. So we at least convinced Stacy to hold back some. We went into one of the rooms closest to the stairs when we started hearing whimpering, like a small puppy. But this one definitely did not sound right. Stacy and Andre agreed, but Stacy thought maybe the dog was just ill or scared. After a little back and forth, we opted to check what the sound was coming from so we could all relax and explore more. We started heading towards the back when the meowing started again, and this time, it legit just sounded like a person meowing. I remember Stacy staying back a bit while I entered the room, followed by Andre. It was another classroom, but appeared to be for younger children like a nursery. In one corner, there were maybe six or seven cribs stacked on each other, to make, like, a sectioned-off part of the room. Of course, that would be where the sound was coming from, too. As we walked in further, we turned on our flashlight to point into the corner, and that's when we saw a full-grown man crouching naked in front of us. Embarrassed, Andre and I turned around, and I apologized for intruding, as I was about to say that we would leave, the dude starts barking at us. Stacy was asking us from the doorway what was happening when Andre started laughing and shouting about a crazy guy living here. As we started walking back, and while Andre continues to poke fun at the guy, his barks became louder and more and more aggressive. I'd swear that was a dog if I hadn't seen him. I told them it was best that we just leave when Andre yelled, Look out! Before I could register what he said, this guy had jumped on me and was scratching at my back. I tried to turn over, but this guy had to be at least 200 pounds, so it was a struggle. Thankfully, Andre ran over and punched the guy in the head, which caused him to stumble back a bit, enough for him to help me up. I stood there for a second looking at this guy as I tried to gain back my composure when he proceeded to crouch on his hands and feet and growl. Stacy started yelling at us that we just needed to leave, so we started walking quickly away when I looked back to see this guy walk out of the room still on all fours. 
and he started kicking back his legs, and Andre shouted, Oh, hell no. And the guy started running for us. I have never seen a human run so fast on his hands and feet. It was terrifying. We got to the stairs, and got to the bottom, and I jumped from the second to last stair, or something like that, and my foot went through the floor. So, once again, I'm falling to the floor with both of them yelling at me, and this guy closing in. I remember Andre yelling at Stacy to pry open the door, and he helped me up again. Right as we got to the door, the dude had fallen from the top of the stairs to the bottom. I kid you not, it was like he just fell over the side and landed in front of us, nearly scaring the hell out of me, but... He looked like he had knocked himself unconscious. I stared at him for a second to see if he was still breathing at least. The guy was just skin and bone. I could see his spine clinging to his skin and his arms and legs looked frail and thin. You could even see his cheekbones nearly protruding his face. He was terrifying looking. Stacy yelled at us so we made our way to the door. We got out made sure we didn't lose anything too important, and weren't hurt, and started making our way to the fence. As we were climbing over it, we saw that man again. This time he was standing on the school entrance by the door, just staring at us. He wasn't moving or barking, still on all fours, but just watching. We didn't waste any time after that, though. We ran to the car, got in, and locked the doors immediately. We looked up, and the guy was now howling. We went to grab our phone to take a picture, but the guy quickly ran back inside, and we obviously never saw him again. So, that scared the hell out of us for the night. We went back to her place, and had a few beers to try to calm down and laugh it off. We were debating on if we should call the cops to get the guy help, or if we would be worse off for trespassing. Andre thought it was probably someone really messed up on drugs, and he had just found a place to call home, but it was terrifying. It hasn't stopped us from our adventure since, but we did add that to our rules. If we find weird people, we leave ASAP. I'm trying to convince them to go back there with me next summer so we can see if the guy is still there, and maybe get photos for proof. So, did we run into just some really messed up guy? Or do you think maybe there was something more to it? This happened to me when I was still in high school. I lived in a fairly nice neighborhood. There were hardly any police around unless Mr. Jefferson on the corner called about a noise disturbance. There was a younger couple that lived across the street from him, and they always had parties for any event, and almost every weekend, and he hated it. Otherwise, the neighborhood was peaceful, and everyone got along. I was one of the younger boys in the neighborhood that would rake leaves, shovel snow, walk dogs, and I got paid for it too. I was 16 and made my own money to do what I wanted with it. 
I also had started house-sitting for a few of our close neighbors, too, and those were some of my favorite times. I would go over to their house, and if they had animals, I would feed them, let them out to play with them, and just chill. Most of them had snacks and drinks that they said I was welcome to as well. I had two older brothers, so I didn't normally get to watch what I wanted to on TV, so I would enjoy a soda and watch something for a few hours before I left for the day. One summer, our neighbors two houses down were going to be out of state for two weeks to see their daughter in college and asked if I could watch their house. They said they would pay me $100, so (laughs) I was in. I could ditch my friends a few hours early each day and make some easy money. They had some pretty simple requests. They had a dog, so I would feed and water, let her out back and clean up after her. They asked me to get their mail and to flush their toilet if I don't use it. Otherwise, it drained or something and it messed with the pipes. Then, of course, just clean up after myself if I made any messes. But otherwise, I had free reign of their home. I had walked their dog, Penny, plenty of times in the past, so I knew her pretty well. She was part lab and very kind and playful. She had a dog bed in their back office, so when I would come in, I would holler for her and she would come running up to me. I'd let her out back and we would play fetch for a while before going back in. The first few nights went as normal. I remember I had gone back over to the neighbor's place for the second time, around 7 or 8 at night, as it was just starting to get dark. My brothers had a few friends over and they were starting to annoy me, so I used the neighbor's place as an excuse to go over there and just get away for a while. I came in, and Penny was already at the door, waiting for me. I thought she probably needed out, so I went to open the door, but she didn't move. She sat in the kitchen and just kind of stared at me. So I shut the door, gave her a treat, and went to the office to play a game on their computer to kill some time. Usually, Penny would come back to the room and sit on her bed, but... I noticed that she never followed me. I went to see where she was, when I noticed her on her back legs, trying to look out the window to the back door. I tried opening the door again to let her out, and she just stood there, with her tail down, looking out back and then at me. I was kind of annoyed, most likely due to my brothers, but this added to it. So I shut the door again, and tried to push her away from the door. She again would not move. She actually fell over and just laid on the floor in front of the door. As I was becoming more irritated, I gave up and decided to take a shower to chill out some. While I was in there, I started hearing their home phone ring. Sometimes they would call if I was there to check in or leave a message on their machine for me in case they forgot to ask me to do something. Not thinking much of it, I just made a mental note to check the messages when I got out. And while I was drying off, it dawned on me that it only rang like three or four times. So, 
maybe it was the wrong number. Then I started hearing Penny barking. I got dressed and went out to see what she was barking at, and noticed that she was again staring out the window. I went to open the door again when the phone started ringing. I went and picked it up, and it was Marianne, the wife that lived there. She started asking me all these questions, like if I had a friend over there with me, and how long I had been there. I was trying to answer her all while trying to get Penny to stop barking, when Mary Ann noticed that as well, and asked what she was barking at. I tried explaining that she had just been staring and barking out the back window. I then heard her tell Martin in the background to call 911. That's when she told me that she had just called, and someone else answered the phone. She said it sounded like an older guy trying to sound younger, like me. She asked who he was and where I was, thinking I had brought a friend over, when the guy hung up on them. I certainly didn't bring anyone over with me, so she told me to take Penny out the front door and wait out front and stay on the phone with her. At this point, I was freaking out. I was alone, or so I thought, and someone else appeared to have come in while I was in the shower. I grabbed Penny's leash and finally got her to go out the front door with me while staying on the phone. It felt like hours standing there, looking around to make sure that no one was hiding. My dad and brothers all ran over thanks to Martin calling them shortly before the cops arrived. I explained what happened the best that I could, and then they walked around the house to see if they could find anyone. They saw footprints along the side of the house that went to the back door, They dusted for prints on the outside knob, but I don't know whatever came of that. They didn't normally lock their back door. They left it unlocked in case they were ever locked out, or if their older kids came over when they weren't home. However, they also didn't have a very secured fence to keep people out. You could just lift the metal latch to get in, meaning anybody had access to their yard. They didn't end up catching anyone that night, and I had to have my mom or dad go with me for the remainder of the time that they were away. I think they ended up coming back a few days early. They paid me $100 and also gave me a gift card for something. I don't remember since I had to go through that. Sometime that same year, there was actually another break-in, and the people that lived there came home while they were going through their stuff. They caught the guy, though, and it turned out that it was the same one that tried robbing the house that I had sat for. The scary part was, the guy had a knife on him. Who knows if he did when he broke into the house I was in, but it was pretty terrifying to think about. What would have happened if I was still in the office or if I had walked out of the bathroom to answer the phone. On a better note, though, they did put up a privacy fence after that and started locking the doors, so my parents and I were both more comfortable with me going over there alone for future trips. I also pay more attention to Penny when she's acting differently. I think she was trying to tell me there was someone out there that shouldn't be, so... Always lock your doors, 
and trust the dog's instincts. Every summer, a group of my friends gets together to go on a week-long vacation. There's usually four of us, but this year, we bullied our friend into bringing her girlfriend, too. We would decide on a place and a couple of activities to do in the area, and then we would rent a condo or vacation home so we had the whole place to ourselves, instead of going back and forth between hotel rooms. We all agreed on Utah, as we wanted to go hiking in the national parks. We found a small home for a great price. It didn't have many reviews, but the ones that were there were all great. It was a two-bedroom, with a sectional in the living room, as well as one of those giant recliner chairs. There was plenty of room for us all to hang out and to sleep. We went in late June. We all met up at Layla and Desiree's place, as they agreed to drive this year, as Desiree had an SUV, so we could all fit better. It took us about 20 hours or so to get there, with little issues. Thankfully, Layla is also good with cars, so I was grateful that she came with us. The house had a pin lock, so no key needed, and it made it so much easier on five people. We got in, and it looked even better than the pictures. When we weren't outside, we were definitely going to be spending a lot of time in the living room, and I called dibs on the chair the moment that I sat in it. And there was a huge flat screen with two racks of movies and TV shows. They had stocked up the kitchen with tons of different snacks and foods with a long shelf life. Different granola bars, chips, popcorn, dried fruit, puddles of water, and the fridge was like a small liquor store with beer, wines, and mixers. There was even a small pool in the back that was full and kept clean. The bedrooms had a king size in one, and a queen in the other. Layla and Dez took one room, Natalia got the other, and Alma and Hannah and I took over the living room. There was a note on the fridge, with the rules and requirements, like the normal that we see in these places. Usually, they just post them on the rental site, but sometimes you may find them in the rental or additional requests. The rules were a lot of the normal. No smoking, if you break it, replace it, contact for any maintenance issues, etc. But one of them was different. It mentioned keeping the shower curtain to the right, as it allows the light from the window to shine in and helps with drying the floor, preventing mold and mildew. I didn't know how any of that worked, so it made sense to me. So I reminded the girls, and we moved on. Once we all got unpacked, we went to the grocery store to pick up a few things to make our own dinners. We then just had a nice night in, while we determined our plans for the next few days. The next day, we went to Zion National Park. It was one of my favorite parks that I had gone to, and there were plenty of trails to walk on, but there was also a few streams we ran into that we took advantage of to cool off. 
We may have even filled a bottle with some of the water as a nice reminder of the time that we had. By the time we got all the way around, we were hot and exhausted. So we picked up food and brought it back to the house. After eating, I decided to go take a shower. As I went into the bathroom, I rubbed my hand against the wall to turn on the light, and as I did this, I saw what looked like a light that was coming from the shower. I turned the light on and saw nothing. I turned the light back off, and still nothing. Thinking I was just seeing things, maybe the moonlight from the stained glass window or something, I moved on with my shower. The rest of the night went as usual. We drank and talked until we passed out. The next day, we decided to make it more laid back. We went shopping, found a local place to eat, and would then head back to go swimming. Once we got home, Natalia wasn't feeling well, so we decided to skip swimming and just watch a movie instead. As we settled in with our snacks, Dez was picking out a movie. She pulled out Fifty First Dates. It was one of my favorites. When she opened it, her face changed from all smiles to confusion. She said it was a blank disc that looked like it was a homemade video with the title Young Couple 2018. We were confused by this, but poor Layla and her naivety thought maybe it was the owner of this place and that they put it in the wrong case. Based on the look on Desiree's face, we both had the same thought. She put the DVD in the player, and to our disgust, we were right. This was home footage of this very place. The worst part is this was coming from the bathroom. That's when it clicked in my head. The light that I saw in the bathroom, I started telling them about what I saw and Dez told me to show her. I followed her to the bathroom as we started looking around based on the angle of the video we saw. She rubbed her hand along the wall, and right between two tiles toward the top, she could see a small gap in the caulking. After looking closer, she could tell there was a small hole. She immediately told us to get out. She closed the shower curtain and shut the door. Now it was obvious why they wanted the curtain in that position. It kept the view of the camera open to the rest of the bathroom. At this point, we had called the cops. All five of us had showered, dressed in, and used that bathroom. I know I speak for them as well when I say that I felt violated. By the time they arrived, we had already packed up all of our stuff and, in tears, we explained what we had found. They saw the video, and they saw the spot where the camera was in the bathroom, and without us realizing, Dez had gone to the bathroom they stayed in, and found one in a vase of fake flowers on a corner shelf. It was buried in between other little belongings, so it was just as hard to see. Who knew how many cameras there were? I know the owner had been contacted, the cops had to call the vacation place we went through to get his contact information. We all pressed charges, and he tried to say that it was for security. Don't worry, that line didn't work. 
because he legally wasn't allowed to put them inside the home, only outside. Oh, not to mention, he wasn't allowed to keep recordings like that. We did get a full refund from the company, thankfully, because we had to get a hotel room. We thought about going back home, but Dez wouldn't let us back down. She convinced us to not let that stop us and ruin our plans. Unfortunately, we're all too afraid to rent from individuals now that this is in the back of our minds, but we agree that Dez should be a permanent addition to our trips due to her attention to details. We just spend a little extra money for a bit more peace of mind. And with that, we end the video that is our summer vacation stories, and seeing as how it's about to freaking be July, I would say that summer is here. Also, it's like 84 degrees currently in the basement. I don't actually have a temperature gauge down here, so I don't know if it really is, but it damn well feels like it. Don't worry, next week the AC will be fixed and I will be comfortable enough to start doing content as regularly as I was, even though that hasn't really changed, but I will be better at it. I don't know what I'm saying. Did you like this video? If you did, hit that thumbs up button. If you're new to the channel, consider hitting that subscribe button and maybe the little bell icon next to it. I get a lot of viewers that aren't subscribed to my channel, surprisingly. Like, if everybody who viewed my videos was subscribed to my channel, I'd be have like 5,000 subs or something. I don't even know. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah. Leave me a comment with your favorite story of the three in this video, if you liked them. If you did not like them, leave me a comment Why? tell me why you didn't like them. Maybe send me a story, asthereavendreams.com slash submit. Uh, I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. Oh yes, you can join the channel memberships or Patreon. One dollar a month at the minimum gets you early access to all content like this. All of that said, my friends, I hope you all have a beautiful summer. I hope you're ready for a fantastic July, because I promise you... The content is going to be awesome because it's my content and I'm awesome. I'm just joking. I'm way too humble to say that kind of stuff. Anyways, I love y'all. Have a fantastic day. You are valid. You are loved. You are important. Never forget it. And please, until next time, sleep well.